Hello and welcome to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950. I am Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. And before we dive into who our guest is today, Joe's going to remind us of our show's purpose. Our show's purpose is to connect people of service through stories of service. Beautiful. And connect to Rotary. And connect to Rotary. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Or, so, any, or any group that serves. Yep. Our guest today <laughs> is Sharon Bloodworth. Round of applause. Oh, man. This she, one was fun. She, yeah. well, first of all, she's the incoming governor for District 5950 for the year 24, 2024 and 2025. Um, bonus. She's got an amazing accent. Yep. Bonus, bonus. She loves to collect shoes <laughs> of very famous people. <laughs> Long live the queen. <laughs> well, it was a, it was a great interview and um what what I don't even know what to say about it. It was just like it just flowed. Well, we should all feel very inspired of what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um not only from a leadership standpoint but also she seems very passionate about the directives that she'll be yeah. championing um you know if there was anything like i mean it's just it's i'm excited like i'm yeah. i'm excited yeah. for her yeah. like yeah. it was a long time coming she's you been know, she's been waiting this for, the, for 12 years she said <laughs> to tie it in with the shoes right like she she drew upon the shoes Right of Margaret Margaret Thatcher and oh, literally wait, was just yeah oh, wait wait oh, wait oh way to give it away sorry. <laughs> don't but, tell Kelly any secrets I know <laughs> but she, I mean she took she took that as an opportunity to go well wait a second if you know if if these people these women are just like they're here in these these outstanding high profile positions they figured it out why why can't I do it yeah. there's no glass ceiling there's there's no like I don't have this as like. Well, they'll hear more me. about it in the interview. Yes. <laughs> Very inspiring. <laughs> yes. So. Well, you're going to have to listen. We'll be back after the break. <laughs> I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary.org. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to npolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops, and it stops. Up your game and show off your Rotary Club spirit. Did you know there's a one-stop shop for all things Rotary apparel? Russell Hampton Company is the world's largest provider of licensed Rotary-branded merchandise. From apparel like hats, jackets, and shirts to banners, tents, and awards, they have it all. And most things are customizable. And they can handle orders of all sizes. Russell Hampton Company also has deep connections to Rotary. In 1920, the company founder was part of Rotary Club Number 1 in downtown Chicago. Russell Hampton Company models their business on the Rotary 4-Way Test and gives back 10% of all purchases to Rotary, supporting its global work. So the next time you and your club are out on a service project, arrive with the right swag from Russell Hampton Company to promote your club and Rotary. Even non-Rotarians will want some of your cool hats, shirts, and jackets. Learn more at bestclubsupplies.com. That's bestclubsupplies.com. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and... Russell Hampton Company. I want to thank them for sending us some swag. They're the number one printer for Rotary in the country, so they can help you out with uh, any of your Rotary printing needs or your business needs. Thanks, Chad. Yep. 
Just going to do a quick introduction of our hosts. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. And we want to welcome our guest today in studio, Sharon Bloodworth. Thank you. Welcome. We're happy to have you. For those of you who are listening today, you're going to want to you're going to really want to listen in. So, Sharon is our incoming governor for District 5950 for this upcoming year, 2024 and 2025. We're very excited to learn a little bit more about that and how your process has been from start to finish, but let's get to know you. Perfect. <laughs> That's kind of how we like to start everything. So I've heard it was the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, yeah. We're going to really try to trip you up here. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. <laughs> so Sharon, um, let's start with um, everybody can clearly hear your accent so why don't you share with the listeners where are you from oh brilliant well i was born in the uk um but my dad worked in oil um so i grew up in the congo indonesia texas that's a whole country Mm -hmm. unto itself um france italy we moved pretty much every three years or so so i've spent most of my time actually out of the uk but I talk to my mother every day, which I think why the accent sticks. I was they, just going to ask. Mm-hmm, but they think I sound very American. So <laughs> Yes. Oh, my gosh. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. When did you, So I think I read is your 20th year in Rotary. Is that yes, correct? Yes, 20th year in Rotary, 30th year in the U.S. Wow. When yes. did you uh, settle in the Twin Cities? <clears throat> um, that was about 22 years ago. Wow. So came here with an ex-husband, typical thing, usually an ex kind of brings you to Minnesota. Um, I was really excited because the only thing I'd seen, it was 90210 with, with um, you know, the two kids that were from Minnesota. And I thought, oh, you know, that sounds great. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, but however, it's so wonderful that uh, um, it's always re- really hard to leave. It's a great place to raise children and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, really brilliant. So it's a best kept secret. Yeah. What uh, made you join Rotary 20 years ago? So my old boss was a Rotarian and I was looking for something charitable to do. But during the day, because I had a young daughter at that point, um, and uh, uh, the club actually met in my building. So I literally just had to fall out of the elevator to go <laughs> up to it. very nice. Um, yeah. But I landed in um, you know, club number nine, which is the ninth ever formed out of 40,000 clubs around the world. Hmm. Um, so I couldn't have been more lucky in uh, kind of hitting that club. Um, And I thought I was really lucky when they let me in originally. I was like, oh, I can't believe that I'm in here. Um, But they've just, you know, it's been unbelievable. So uh, in regards to the amount of years, you've really had a nice opportunity to see the evolution of Rotary Mm -hmm. as well. What has been some of the things that you have learned in the evolution of Rotary? Oh, well, um, I remember one of my first meetings. um, uh, Women were let into Rotary in the 1980s. um, And I think one of my first meetings was they were pointing out kind of the gentlemen that that voted against ladies. um, uh, uh, Welcome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Although, you know what? I love to belong to organizations where that it's hard to get in and that you're not particularly welcome because it's much more fun. And um, I was the first woman in my um, CEO group as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, uh, so, I like that attitude. Oh, love yeah. it, love it, and uh, uh, and so no, and so they were. Um, uh, you know, again, it, Rotary has has um, changed from a very kind of traditional, um, kind of uh, more kind of you know, male based. Very, you have to be kind of the peak of your career, mm-hmm. um, and then over the last twenty years, it's really become an environment where. All are welcome and encouraged, and and it, it's it's really been through an amazing evolution. Um, and so we, are, we still have that fine history of huge mentorship and leadership and community um, building. But uh, you know, it's been really fun, and it's different around the world. So we have 1.4 million Rotarians around the world, and every country and culture has a different flavor. So, mm-hmm. uh, for example, in my hometown in the UK, um, it's still a men's only club. Uh, I went to visit them. I didn't realize that. I went to visit them, and they might not let women in for another hundred years after my visit. But oh I had gosh. a great time, and they were so welcoming. And it was it was a real well, giggle. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Surprising that after having you come visit, that they didn't maybe have that mind sh- mindset shift. Oh yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, but, but I look forward to seeing them again as district governor and and uh, mm-hmm. to go and wave the flag again. But they're a brilliant group, and again, yeah. every group is every culture and group is different, and that's why sure. there's always a home for everyone in Rotary somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's right. As soon as I start getting the invites to the mom wine 
book nights. Okay. <laughs> I haven't we'll even gotten to an invite yet, so relax, relax. Um, there was a group called the Brutarians, and it was it was Rotarians from all around the district that would get yeah. together just to go to the different breweries. Mm, That's a good idea. Not quite my flavor. If it's a winery, I would there you I go. would definitely be that that's my flavor. But Aww. so I am I am thoroughly impressed with your bio. Aww. I've I've taken a look at that, and I see. I mean, obviously, it's an impressive background. You've got a large private investment firm, both in Minnesota and Florida, yep. and it's owned by all women, right? Uh, just by, by me, by mm-hmm. just you, okay? Yep. And so there's a, a huge leadership component that goes in with that. And yes. so, what are some of the um, commonalities that you see between what you do with your investment firm and then um, what that means in respect to Rotary as well? Mm-hmm. So when I came uh, to Minnesota 22 years ago, um, I uh, kind of started as a director of operations in an investment firm, and you know, and since then again, you know, bought out the owner six years ago, and it's made us the largest women-owned um, private investment firm in Minnesota and Florida. Um, which I'm insanely proud of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, uh, but I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't actually for Rotary. Do share more. So, in the sense that um, my Rotary Club um, opened up the community to me, so I got to know kind of who people were and mm-hmm. and got to know people very quickly. Um, being president of my club, it meant you were up in front of 150 people every Friday running the program. Yeah. So I soon learnt public speaking <clears throat> skills. And um, uh, and then I just had great mentorship and leadership. Um, I always think that if you have a great, if you have a better skier in front of you, you automatically raise your game. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was really brilliant. And I just thought, uh, um, you know, just the luckiest thing. And there was a gentleman that I went out to lunch with probably six or seven years ago. It's pre-COVID. And he said that he'd never seen a transplant into Minnesota be so ingrained in Minnesota society and events. And he's like... How is that? He said, because Minnesotans are really nice, mm-hmm. but because you've all gone to junior high together, you yeah. don't necessarily need more friends. Um, so tribal. Well, <laughs> it's, it's certainly not the first time that that has come up yeah. on our podcast, too, and it probably won't be the last, but yeah. yes. And so, um, and so I said, I said it was actually Rotary. You know, when mm-hmm. I look at all the organizations that I belong to and all the different boards, um, if I look at my closest friends, they're actually Rotarians. And mm-hmm. and um, so it, it's a uh, you know, tremendous place to expand your – just your network and you're welcome. Yeah, well, so. and I think even just at the local level, like I think about like being incorporated into Edina. I mean especially for you, Kelly. You, you came over from east suburbs and – the other through, side of the country. Through Rotary. As I like to call it. <laughs> it's pretty amazing when, you, when you're connected with education through the city government, mm-hmm. through, through the diff- major businesses and things like that. And very quickly you're like, oh, I'm, you feel very part of the community. You start serving in the community. And you know, th- I definitely attribute that to as well to getting to know. Like, so it, it was kind of nice to hear like I'm a transplant but was able to, mm-hmm. to oh, get yeah. the strong roots. It just shows you that. Uh, when you get involved in uh, organizations that have roots in the community, mm-hmm. of how how quickly you can build those relationships. Yeah. Oh, it really does. Yeah, and I was very nervous. And it was funny that that uh, um, I remember the night before I was made president. And this this was twenty twelve. And I thought, oh, what have I done? What have I done? I really don't like public speaking. What have I? Yeah, what have I said yes to? And. Um, and so the, my installation meeting, I came in dressed as the queen. I had blow-up corgis. Um, and I essentially said it, and it was most of the, the older um, uh, male uh, partners of the big <clears throat> law firms downtown. And I essentially said, for a year, we're having British rule. I brought wigs for them all to wear, so they were now made nice. into like British barristers. And I think secretly <clears throat> they really wanted to wear them. And so, so we, um, <laughs> they laughed, and it was the most tremendous meeting. And in fact, after I spoke, they all stood up at, at, with a, um, a standing ovation. And I thought, oh, they really love me. This is going to go well. I didn't realize it was tradition that you were supposed to do that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I laughed and then I never looked back. And then all of a sudden, just the nervousness disappears. And then it was just like it was the most marvelous year of my life. I remember being on a plane going somewhere thinking if I, you know, if the plane goes down now, I am going out on top. And so I thought the only thing I mm. could beat um, after being president was district governor. 
Um, so it's been a long, you know, I've, it's been a long are. wait. Um, it's been 12 years that I've wanted this job. So that is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting in 12 months or a little bit more than that. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have you back on the show yes. and go, so was that How's your peak experience? <laughs> or are you, are you like looking at that other carrot in front of you? Like the actual carrot, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I absolutely can't wait. I have been waiting. And my view is that, as I said before, like I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for my Rotary Club and my Rotary friends. Mm-hmm. So I saw this district governor role as a real give back tour. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 2019, I went to kind of study in Stanford uh, innovation <clears throat> and change management and organizations and, and what values are to, again, you know, be able to really bring that back to our district and, and help them thrive. So, Well, and if you don't mind, like a lot of this show is geared around membership, exposing Rotary to, to new people. And one of the ways that Rotary is valued to people is through business. Like it's it kind of started as a, a networking group and all of that, right? And it's really fun to hear that you acknowledge the fact that Rotary was a key component oh, key. in that. Key. But but it's always funny. Like it's it's not directly. It's this kind of remainder thing. Like it's mm-hmm. – if this, then that. It's not th- that is talking about because I was using <laughs> yeah. my hands. Um, <laughs> but anyway, like it's this it's this like serving first component mm-hmm. yeah. and like showing people who you are. And it's a it's an amazing opportunity to show people who you are as a person. And then when people see that, they trust you, they like you, and then people use mm-hmm. people that they know, like, and trust. Yeah. And so – you know, for those that are listening and going, you know, I really want to build my business. Is Rotary an organization to get part of? You know, what rec- what recommendations would you have for somebody that is Great going question. in with that <clears throat> thought process? That was a really long way to ask a very simple yes. question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> so we know that um, Rotarians that join. Um, about half of them are joining for service and half of them are really joining for networking. Um, so mm-hmm. we know that. Um, but however, the largest attrition um, is usually in the ones that are on the networking side because they really hope to have done business much faster. And Rotary is very different. It's not the Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're really coming together <clears throat> to do really amazing things in your community and build very authentic friendships. But when you do do business together, it's much more, it's much deeper um, mm-hmm. and uh and uh, kind of the the um, resources you have in the club, it's it's very very different. So, um, so, but how, as you as you know, I mean, it started with a group of gentlemen that that wanted to um, uh, do networking, and then um, you know the service came from that. It wasn't the initial thing, um, but however, kind of in Rotary, we've had a, a long standing tradition of not talking about business in Rotary. Yeah. Um, and um, and part of that, it's not as it. It's not to discourage it, but it's really to encourage the much deeper friendships and relationships first, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and then it makes all the difference again. So, well, in my experience with it too has been so when you when you join like a um, you know like a networking group is you get like skin layer deep relationships mm-hmm. and it's really hard to get to like the second and third layer of yeah. relationships in people's lives that. Are really meaningful. Whereas Rotary, typically your first interaction is with a little deeper right. uh, mm-hmm. interaction. So yeah. so yeah, it takes a little bit longer, but you know you're kind of getting to the same mm-hmm. location in about the same amount of time. Because yeah, maybe you get a referral to somebody that they just met or whatever. But typically, if you're getting a referral from a Rotarian or if you're connecting with a Rotarian, they're like, hey, I want to introduce you to my top person that I really care about. And you're like, whoa, okay, cool. (laughs) So my point is, is that it seems in in my opinion, because I've done both, um, that the outcome at the end is the same. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of the way that you get there Hmm. is different. Right. And I also think that – yeah, and I think Rotary operates a little differently in the business arena as well, is that um, you're really encouraged to connect with significant people in the community and you have them come into your club. So it's a much faster way to make a more significant difference. And I always say part of the value, so for example, nonprofits is having multiple nonprofit members in our group um, or in the district because they can all get together. And at the end of the day, again, 
There is um, there is power in numbers and understanding each other. You can help each other get jobs. Um, you can help each mm-hmm. other improve. Um, so it's so much more than just a referral to direct business. Um, it's real self development and growth, and um, and that'll make you a much better business person ultimately yeah. than uh, than just exchanging business cards. So yeah. What are you looking forward to most as you become governor? Uh, are we going to see the queen again? <laughs> Technically, it would be empress now. <laughs> yeah, we have a whole commonwealth now. Um, gosh, uh, what am I'm I? Like, I don't know my British. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. No, I think. Um, uh, so, as district governor, you are um, required or requested to go around and visit every club in your area. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, there are many areas in Minnesota that I haven't traveled to or seen. Um, and so, t- you, usually, if you have a weekend or a, or a week trip, well, I'll go to Europe instead of kind of go north. And so, I've, I can probably count on my hands the amount of times I've gone north because um, there's so much in the Twin yeah. Cities to see and, and do. And so, I think that's going to be really exciting. And for me, that's exotic. So, for example, you know, for all my European friends and, and kind of my Asian friends is that um, when I say, oh, I'm in Minnesota, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And don't re- it doesn't really register. But if I say I'm by the Mississippi, they're like, oh, I mean, that is like being by the Nile. And, oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, or the Amazon. And so, uh, so yeah, so I'm excited to, uh, you know, to kind of visit. I'm totally going to use that. I'm by the Mississippi. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Wow. We were taught how to spell it in school. I mean, it's an exotic thing. I'm married to an Iowan and that's fields of corn. And yes. it's so exotic for me. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't think I Iowans have ever blog. been referred to as exotic <laughs> ever. Right. Fabulous, I can tell you. I so. went to school in Iowa. We call them fabulous. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to a lot of things. Thanks for your question. And, uh, and not only visiting the clubs, but helping um, make significant change. Rotary has 1.4 million uh, people around the world, but it's rising in the east. So, so India has exploded in terms of membership. But in the west, um, we, we're, you know, we're top in terms of fundraising, but our membership is declining. Yeah. Um, and, and again, because the world is changing and people don't join things as mm-hmm. much and it's no different to churches and other organizations. Yeah. So that's one thing that we're really, which is why we're here yeah. um, to kind of you know, expand Rotary. And so that's one of the things that I'm committed on working on. Um, and I think mm-hmm. I have a magic bullet um, because I have been studying over the last couple of years because, again, really wanted to maximize this year. Um, and uh, so, uh, so I'm excited to uh, work with our president-elects in, in helping cool. create some change around that. Very cool. That will be cool. Can we go into that deeper or is that for another time? We'll have to have you back <laughs> on. <laughs> I think we got to wait till Ju- July. Yeah. That's okay. Um, I'm, How's that for a teaser? I know. Yeah, I know. Okay. Like, what? <laughs> I, I'm going to just shift it because I do yeah. want I want our listeners to have a little bit more, like a, a further glimpse into who is Sharon oh. outside of Rotary. Yes. <laughs> and I had to, I off air. I was like, I am so fascinated with your bio. Oh, thank I'm you. fascinated with some of like the the things that you have that are of interest, and one of them is. You collect shoes of very famous women. That's right. Including Margaret Thatcher and another one of my favorites, Audrey Hepburn. Oh. I love her. We have a we have a huge picture of Audrey Hepburn that was given oh, you're, to me. You're on the list too. Oh. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that shirt. Husband number one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You give her a pair of Crocs. So where did that passion come from? Mm-hmm. I want to know where the passion came from. It was accidental. Okay. Um, uh, Margaret Thatcher um, had passed away and her family were auctioning her goods at Christie's um, in London. Um, and uh, and I really wanted one of her work outfits because she was a great um, uh, uh, role model for me. Because, again, mm-hmm. when I was growing up in the UK, um, uh, you know, the Queen was Queen and, 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 and Margaret Thatcher was Prime Minister. So I thought there was nothing I could do in the world other than be Pope. You know, I mean, I could do everything in the world, rather, other than be Pope at that point, having those two ladies. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I never saw glass ceilings. I, I, I mean, that's why, again, I'm wow. so happy to play in any organization yeah. where I don't really belong, because mm-hmm. I, you, if if you don't see the barrier, you, do, you don't do it. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, with Margaret Thatcher, so I'd wanted one of her <laughs> outfits, but there was some guy in South Korea that was bidding them 
up and and uh, and being in the financial world, you know, I do try and be prudent in in uh, what <laughs> I buy. Um, and so it was just beyond what I was going to pay for. But I managed to get uh, three pairs of her shoes, and I thought, oh, this is nice. And then a couple of months later, Oprah on eBay was doing a decluttering and and raising money for charity, and so I got Oprah's shoes, and wow. I thought. Oh no, this is the start of a collection. And then it went from there. And so then I've got Audrey Hepburn's, I've got um, uh, Dame Margot Fontaine's little ballet shoes, I've got Misty Copeland's ballet shoes, Martina wow. Navratilova's um, tennis shoes, Annika Sorenstam's golf shoes with mud on them. They have to be used. Sure. So these women had to have stood in them. Um, yeah. Meryl Streep, Cher, Janet Jackson. Um, some ladies say no. Yeah. Um, so Barbara Walters said no. Dolly Parton mm-hmm. said no. Um, uh, Ellen oh, come DeGeneres on, Dolly. said no. I know that surprises but, uh, me. But however, um, uh, you know, but the, the, and the Queen said no. Um, yeah. I did ask for the Queens. Um, however, um, I did get a beautiful letter from Buckingham Palace explaining why I couldn't have them. Wait a second. So in your like, you ask directly. Oh, it's like fishing. You have to be very patient. You know, very patient. But um, oh yes, wow. no, I go straight <clears throat> to them. Okay, so, so it wasn't as if it was like an auction, like you like it started off with. with. Um, Sotheby's and Crispy, Christie's, if they have an A class lady, um, I will know that they're you know they're up for sale. But but a lot of the time I go direct um, and just uh, and ask them because my what I found was it's all trailblazing <clears throat> ladies. Um, and uh, but if you if you think if you stand in their shoes in their hardest moment in their industries. They're incredible. Oh. They've paved the way for all of us. Yeah. Um, and uh, the only ones that fit me are Margaret Thatcher's. Um, most of them are too small. Oprah's is the largest shoe I've got. Yeah. And um, and so occasionally I'll put on Margaret Thatcher's shoes, one of the three, um, where, again, I think, what would Margaret Thatcher do? She wouldn't be crying right now. She would be no, she wouldn't. You'll hold Wait, it together. Sharon, you, <laughs> you seem like such a, like a bubbly, like mm-hmm. joyous person. I can't imagine you crying. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. So it's a really – so I highly recommend collections to people because it's just fun. And, you know, it's yeah. fun in the chase and fun to get them. So, well, I'm so glad that I asked that question. <laughs> it was a great response, and um, that I, I am impressed with the fact that you go directly to the source. Too. Oh yes, mm-hmm. I, lo- I love the the thought process of like, what would they do? If, mm-hmm. Like, you're literally standing in their shoes. Mm-hmm. You are standing in their shoes. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's actually. And really some of these women have been through like tremendous adversity, and mm-hmm. um, and so you think it's. Uh, um, you know, so occasionally, if I have to speak to really large groups that I'm a little bit nervous about, you know, Margaret Thatcher's shoes work. Oh, so, and I have a handbag too. So, mm. do you display them at home? No, no, they're all in storage. They've been out for a magazine once, and I have another okay. magazine that wants to photograph them. But ultimately, the goal was to um, uh, um, give them to the Victoria and Albert Museum in, in London. So, but the neatest Neat. thing—they had a show of divas um, that I went around, and they didn't have their shoes, but I had three or four of them, and I was like, "Oh, I should really be telling them now. They can borrow things." Yeah. So, but, that's uh, so really cool. Funny. So yes, <laughs> but the hunt is always on. Yeah, no kidding. That's that's really fascinating. What a great passion project. <laughs> You, I, I also saw, and you mentioned a tennis player. Yes. You work with the top 100 tennis players for uh, financial advice? Mm-hmm. For financial behaviors, yes. Behaviors, okay. sorry. Thank you. Yeah. How, how did you get into that, that arena? I yeah. Guess, yeah. So I have a uh, – um, when um, – so, for example, the Super Bowl, most people get really excited in kind of looking at, at that and, and, uh, and kind of the sport of it. But I always um, – it uh, it stresses me somewhat when I see them because again you know that um, uh, the financial aspect of the business is very very different and and as young people we're not taught to be really prudent mm-hmm. um, and uh, mm-hmm. and you always compare yourself to others with big houses and flashy cars and things like that and so there's a there's a very high statistic in the NFL of of players that are bankrupt you know shortly after the money stops mm-hmm. um, and and for me it's just so frustrating I think. A little bit they're taken advantage of and and not given enough education and help. Well, I got yeah. this opportunity um, to um, to help the top 150 women in global tennis, um, and most of them actually in the top 150 are not the are not U.S. They're quite often yeah. Eastern European. Yeah. Um, to spend uh, time with them um, each year at their tournaments um, in really talking through. Um, kind of financial behaviors and helping them think through that because the wealthier you get, the
the larger entourage you get, everybody expects to be paid for. And, mm-hmm. and it's very stressful. And these young women are having to uh, make significantly large kind of investment and, and uh, kind of investment management decisions alone. Um, and so uh, so mm-hmm. I love doing that. I do it for pro bono. I've done it for the last kind of three or four years. And um, and I really I don't I haven't watched tennis much since the 1980s, kind of this Pete Sampras era. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know who they are. But the advantage is, is that then it's just another person in front of sure. you. And, sure. and um, but it's just very, very um, satisfying um, work. And again, it was something that popped up um, uh, you know, through a client. Um, and uh, um, but it's one of my favorite things to do. And it was really a bright spot during covid. Um, wow. It's something to do outside of kind of my ordinary day. Um, but I have a huge passion in helping people really, um, uh, uh, really be financially prudent for their entire lives. And, and, uh, and you know, you have a now, and the same with CEOs, they have kind of a pretty narrow window, uh, like tennis players and, and others of uh, very high earnings. And so you have mm-hmm. to be really smart during that time. So, well, I love that, that give back, mm-hmm. right? And it's, you said it's pro bono. So it's, it's, from the goodness of your heart, yeah. right? Um, there's others. There's something else just in tandem with that. It sounds like this year you had completed the largest ever fundraiser for our Rotary District, fifty nine fifty. You raised three million on top of the usual annual one million as the district foundation chair. Okay, let's unpack that. Well, you can, <laughs> well, you can't tell on the radio, but I'm fairly short, so I'm your classic overachiever that's had to kind of, you know, jump up and down to to be seen. Um, you know, I come from a kind of a yeah, I've got three siblings, and uh, um, so no. So what happened was that, and I am not a fundraiser. In fact, it's funny that I'm in the work I'm in because I hate to ask for money. I hate to ask people uh, for things or or to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, another organisation in town had asked me to work on their capital campaign. I was like, oh, no, you don't want me. I don't like to ask people for things. And uh, um, But I went down to Texas on a zone training, which was kind of you know, where they put kind of lots of rotary districts together and learned in Texas there was this thing called the Million Dollar Journey where it was a, a goal to raise a million dollars. And those Texans, which I've lived in Houston, Texas, and I love Texans with a passion. And, um, uh, yeah, they were very confident about what they had done. And I was like, you know what? Minnesota can do better because, number mm-hmm. one, our district is the 11th in the world in terms of fund- fundraising yeah. um, out of 520 districts. And so I brought it back to our district and our wonderful um, district governor, uh, Mariana Koff, who went before me. I said, do you mind if I start that this here? And she said, yep, no, go ahead. And so uh, um, then we just had a grand old time and raised $3 million and it was just uh, wonderful. And, um, and it's rare to do that again so quickly. Um, but I really feel that we just hit the tip of the iceberg, so we'll actually be running it again um, uh, coming up this year. In fact, it's already started. People don't know it yet. You heard it here first. I love it. I can so, see. I, I thought Joe's you just sold turning. some of your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> this will take care of it. <laughs> Not for sale. <laughs> Not for sale. She says, "No, thank you." Yeah. But 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 the the moral of the story is is that actually anyone could do it. Um, because if I could do it and I was not a trained fundraiser and I'm a really reticent person asking for business mm. and um, and it was really beautiful. Like everyone just opened up their checkbooks and it was just the most amazing thing ever. And so I'm hoping to do the same thing with membership again. You know, I'm a reticent referrer for that. But I know that the biggest job I've got to do next year is to really raise our membership. And so I plan to take the same enthusiasm and gusto. I feel like you're being super humble right now. And also, they probably were just puddles listening to your accent. That helps. <laughs> I've had a lot of offers to, you know, if, will you please record this from my voicemail? And, uh, and, my, yeah, and one of my pipe dreams is to be like a little voiceover person. And so, I would, yeah, so, yes. Be like Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. Oh <laughs> yeah, that would be. So, but seriously, like, what what do you attribute? Like, if if you could point to one thing as what was the successful measure that really helped you r- raise money or to to get people to to give on top of what they already have? Because I mean, that's a significant difference in giving. Mm-hmm. It's not just you, you know you had some pizzazz it was it was yeah. obviously something to that you're like i'm not unveiling my secrets yeah <laughs> no i'm very happy to it was it was an incredible group of what we called ambassadors mm. around me so so this was a group effort that we did together 
Um, um, at the end of the day, the um, charity, the Rotary Foundation, um, is is a really quality um, charity. I mean, it's you know, it's four star navigator. Very rare that you achieve that as a charity. Um, and um, so, I would it be a bad to say it was an easy sell? Yeah. Yeah, it would. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I sell for a living. I'm going. Yeah. There's something there. Yeah. I mean, join you, join you, the team and you, I'll tell you our secrets. All right. Yeah. Deal. Okay. That's how you did it. <laughs> right there, yeah. yeah. I'm not giving it away. You you come join the, the efforts. And then, no, in yeah. fact, I am giving it away because I'm actually trying to promote the how we did it to as many districts and clubs as physically possible. Yeah. So we actually replicate this around the world. Um, the, the central... Um, leadership in Rotary International has asked specifically that we actually run these programs across the world. Um, so I'm actively involved in helping promote and, mm. and teach everyone the secrets. Okay. Well, there'll be a happy hour and cocktails at some point. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to share this. Yeah. I can be bought with shoes. Okay. Shoes, not drinks. Okay. Shoes. Yeah. <laughs> what, you know, with, with raising that money, obviously – it goes to projects. Have you participated? What has been the favorite service project that you've had that you've participated in that had the most impact on you? Oh. Um. This is called dead air. I know. <laughs> I didn't okay. mean to stop you. It's, it's called suspense. Yeah. Suspense. Yeah. <laughs> I can see Brett over there just giggling. <laughs> He's like, or we could just. Yes. Yours <laughs> is, you know, where do I even start? Um, I will tell you one little story before I actually answer kind of your, your, your thing directly. So um, at, so last week, I, oh, two weeks ago, I was in Orlando where, they t- where Rotary International brings all the district governors from around the world, well, the prospective ones, and then trains us. And so I was having a really nice lunch with um, a gentleman from Bangladesh and his wife, and his wife was very friendly, and we, we were just sitting there having lunch. And, and he leaned over and he kind of said, he said, oh, you know, um, there was a project that Rotary did in my country many years ago, and uh, he said it was to build a um, fish farm. Uh, it was a project towards that. And I said, oh, that's amazing. That's fascinating. And he said, and he said this with tears in his eyes. It was, we cried at lunch. Um, and, uh, and he said, well, do you know that Bangladesh is the fourth largest fish farmer in the world now? And you just thought, you know, so it took one club starting a project to change the world for a country. Mm. Um, you know, who wouldn't love to do that? Yeah. Um, and it takes one Rotarian to make that change. There were a couple of Rotarians that walked over and helped create the United Nations. Um, you know, and so, I mean, that's the, that's the beautiful thing about joining Rotary is that you can, you can change the world. You can mm-hmm. change environments. Um, a couple of weeks ago at my club number nine, we had these um, people come and say they had some, some photographs from our club that they wanted to deliver from the early um, 1900s. And we said, oh, wonderful, come. And so she, the lady spoke to us and she said, well, what you don't realize is that um, she said that my grandfather was a member of this club. Um, and then he he fell ill with mental illness um, and his wife um, and he had quite a few children. And so his wife was going to be pretty destitute. Um, and uh, and the club said, no, we're going to look after you. And she said, well, how are you going to do that? Um, and they went and lobbied the apparently the Minnesota um, government to create um, kind of the first mental health uh, coverage in the state. And you think mm. and that came from my Rotary Club. And you just think. You know, isn't that the most tremendous thing in the in the entire world? Um, it is. So it's just brilliant. And, and, and the difference with Rotary is that because each club has their own foundation and then you have the grander kind of Rotary foundation, there are resources and assets and things to, to do it. You just have to make friends with a club or a country and go on vacation. So for the Bahamas, so for example, I went to the Bahamas and I, I met with a club and they danced there. And unlike ours, we're much more formal. Um, but they after that, they said, oh, let's get up and dance. And um, and I said I'll be back. And then now I found a project that uh, um, uh, that we've almost solidified, where a cruise ship will actually deliver ten thousand pounds of goods for us mm-hmm. that we that we deliver for free. Um, and so I said to the Bahamas because that's one of their ports. Can we work with you to do it? And and again, that was just from a visit there. Wow. So um, oh yeah, no Rotary is just 
it's just magic. In fact, that's the new theme for next year, the, the magic of Rotary, yeah. um, because it's just brilliant. And it, it is, as in life, it is what you make it. Like if you're somebody sure. who wants to go and achieve and, and do it, it's there for you. Wide open book. Oh. This is what we call dead air because no. we're like, holy cow, you're, you're so right. I'll edit that one too. <laughs> your, your, yeah. your like examples are, are beautiful yeah. in just what Rotary can do. Oh, can I tell you one more? Yes, sure. Oh, of course. Please. So, sorry. I just remembered no, one ahead. of my favorite, one, it was one, sorry, it was one of my favorite moments of the, uh, of the, of the, um, uh, it's called International Assembly where they were doing training. Um, and uh, most people are used to in Rotary is that uh, so half of our giving is in local community efforts, so parks and benches and and, also, and, and projects, and half of it is international giving. Um, and um, uh, and so um, uh, I would say a hundred percent of giving is generally in international is us to some area that that's that's less developed. Um, but during COVID, I don't know whether you whether you know this or not, um, but during COVID, there was a district in India that actually did a project from there to us yeah. to, to Maple mm-hmm. Grove. What to, yeah, just had somebody to Raj, that. maybe it was Raj. Yeah, that did. Um, yes, where they where yeah. again all the PPE. Um, uh, 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 and the mask and everything were developed for hi- us here, and that was just you know after after years of our club doing projects with India, that was the most beautiful thing that mm. in our hour, when we had an hour of need that they did it in yeah. reverse. Yeah, and so oh, <laughs> I need my oh, shoes. Oh no, <laughs> not be crying. It's okay, this is the beauty yeah. of this podcast is when you kind of get into those raw emotions, yeah. and help it helps the listeners understand why. Rotary is the best vehicle. It was beautiful. And so in oh, this yes. training room we had, um, I, uh, we, I explained this. There, were this. there was a gentleman from the Indian district op- opposite me on the opposite side of the room. And I'd explained to the whole group that projects aren't just one way. And what did, we'd experienced in ours, it's called reverse grants. Um, yeah, and I, I got to thank him from across the room for what he did for us. And oh, it was yeah. the most beautiful moment ever. Yeah. Um, but it's just uh, so it's just terrific. And so, for example, when our bridge fell down in Minnesota, mm-hmm. is that, uh, again, you had so many clubs from abroad kind of saying, how can we help you? What can we do for you? When the mm-hmm. joint, uh, George Floyd incident happened is that there were so many clubs that, that, that reached out from abroad. It's the most beautiful thing in the world because we have um, so many communities here um, that oh, it just uh, it's fantastic. So I love Rotary. Two quick observations. Oh. One is I do think that that last story was really great because we we sometimes forget that you know we get stuck in this like we're we're helping everybody else, and then mm-hmm. to have those moments where we're getting help yeah. and we're receiving, I think that's so important. And then number two, just an uh, an observation about you is. Something about you that is so unique is you've removed almost every single boundary in front of you. Like we, we as people, we put things in front of us. Like, like I think the thing that I can raise my I think hand the to thing that, that like I'm literally sure. like listening to you and going, "Wow, she has she does such a nice job." And like you know, you struggle with things like everybody else, but you mm-hmm. find a way to go. No, this is what I want to go. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I think about how often, and I'm sure that our listeners will will appreciate this too, is like you put that self-governor on of like, oh, I can't do that. Or, mm-hmm. Oh, it's not supposed to. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. And you're just like, whatever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, but it's, it's, a, it's, it's super boring. But it's super palatable in like your results. Because mm-hmm. that's what I always look at. I'm like, okay, what are the results? What are the results? And you look at $3 million raised. You look at that you were – you disrupted an all male or uh, club, like <laughs> like all of these type things, and I'm like, anybody can do that, like, and mm-hmm. we just don't because of the reasons I just said. And Limiting so, thank you sense. so much for modeling that because, like, I'm even taken away, and I'm going, yeah, oh crap, I'm, oh yeah, okay. No, <laughs> like you, ha- you don't play yeah. small, yeah, right? No, you and have to live large, you yeah, know, yeah. The barriers are only in your mind. And I'm trying to figure out what to collect. <laughs> <laughs> it brings you great joy. 
Truly yes. great joy. Yeah. Kelly's yeah. over there like, no, please no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but sometimes you have to you, you have to find other ways. So, for example, um, there was a big earthquake in Indonesia um, where um, uh, a lot of people were displaced and, and schools were um, reduced to rubble and the government rebuilt the schools but wouldn't rebuild the kindergartens. And so my dad, who lived there... Came to me, you know, had a had a lady over there and said, "Well, can Rotary help?" And and Rotary doesn't actually build buildings; um, they won't do bricks mm-hmm. and mortar. And the rationale is, well, then who owns it? And so there's difficulties around that. And so, mm-hmm. which you can understand, they will fill it with medical equipment and and um, and people, but they just can't build buildings. And so yeah. I said, "Oh, you know, that's not going to be possible." And I took it back, you know, and um, and I thought, well, this was mm, two thousand. Uh, seven I think it was and and I was like well um well then I'll do it um and so uh I thought you know and the cost wasn't that expensive so like would I build a fence or get new floors or to put on siding on my house or I could build a kindergarten and I thought oh no I'll go and do that so I actually yeah. I actually took on debt to do it which is why you know people think you're nuts but I was like yeah but I would have taken on debt to you know, at that point yeah. to you know to build a fence um, yeah. And uh, but what Rotary could do is that the fifty or a hundred kindergartens that were around it, they could then put in supplies and put in playgrounds and things, mm-hmm. and it was the most beautiful thing. And uh, and I didn't go over for the opening because again it was really expensive to do that. And and so I but I told my dad um, to tell them that it was um, with love from America. Because again, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for America, I would never have had the start I would have. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so uh, and and th- th- sometimes it's like increasing anti-American sentiment abroad. Mm. Whereas if you can mm-hmm. tell children, it was actually no, this is from America, and it was with love. Yeah. Um, it's been beautiful. So like fifty kids go through there every year, um, and I went to see it for the first time in two thousand eighteen, and oh, I cried and cried. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the most beautiful moment in my yeah, life. Getting so, chills. Yeah. I'm getting chills thinking. But about that's that. what. But that's what uh, Thatcher would do too. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, she never cried. You never saw her cry except for the very end when she left when she left office. And even that was you know, behind in a window behind a, a curtain. So mm. but yeah. So you can see there that again yeah. there was a roadblock, but you can do your own yeah. thing, but still um my club took a high interest in Indonesia as well, so we we're still able to do more for all of the others as well, just in how we were able to do it. So Yeah. 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 Well, well, you're going to be a return guest. I'm just yeah. going to tell you. This has been so wonderful, <laughs> yes. Sharon. I can't believe that we, like, I mean, we're actually over our time right now. It's oh, pretty, sorry. Oh, so no, it'd be no. so nice to have you back on, and we're we're cheering for you. For and we've got that governor. 30 seconds to kill out of here. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it's all good. <laughs> but again, we yeah. want to thank you. Yeah, thank it's you been so an much. honor and loved just hearing everything about, you know, the personal and the professional and how oh. it all kind of combines with Rotary. So. And the power of Rotary, the magic of the magic Rotary. It truly Rotary. is. Yes. I mean, I highly recommend it to everyone in my life. I said, if you're looking for friends, looking mm-hmm. for meaning, looking for, you know, for things to do, yeah. um, there's a home for you in Rotary. Yeah. yeah. What a great way to cap everything Looking off. Looking forward so. to July. Thanks, Thank everyone, you. for listening. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. We'll be back. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concern? Will it build good? Will it better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? When we pay it forward, it will be returned. Join Rotary to serve your community and the world with honesty, fairness, and goodwill. Our four-way test guides our actions every day. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? These values underpin our commitment to making a positive impact on the world. Learn more about your local Rotary Club and stop searching and start serving. And the song you're hearing right now was performed by the Rotary Club of Saskatoon, Natuna in Canada. When we pay it forward, it will be returned. Of the things we think, say, or do. Is it the truth? Is it fair to walk
Bakery to serve your community and the world with honesty, fairness, and goodwill. Our four-way test guides our actions every day. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships? Will it be beneficial to all concerned? These values underpin our commitment to making a positive impact on the world. Learn more about your local Rotary Club and stop searching and start serving. And the song you're hearing now was performed by Rotary Club of Dar es Salaam Oyster Bay. Show off your Rotary Club spirit with Russell Hampton Company. They're the world's largest provider of licensed Rotary items. They make everything like hats, jackets, shirts, banners, and more. Russell Hampton Company is a fourth-generation family-owned and operated business founded in 1920 by a member of the first-ever Rotary Club in Chicago, Club Number 1. When you call Russell Hampton Company, you get more than just a company. You get a fellow Rotarian-owned business who's there to help. No matter if you're ordering for your entire club or just yourself, no order is too big or too small. Not sure what your club needs? Their team members can help and customize just about anything. They live by the Rotary 4-Way Test. They also give 10% of all purchases back to Rotary to support Rotary's global work. So remember, Russell Hampton Company is your one-stop shop for all things Rotary. Learn more at bestclubsupplies.com. That's bestclubsupplies.com. Russell Hampton Company, Rotarians serving Rotarians. Hello and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Joe Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. What a great interview Ooh. with Sharon. <laughs> we went through a lot. We unpacked a lot. And, and if you're not jacked, I just I know. don't know what to I tell know. you. What was your key takeaway, Joe? Oh, man. She, like, the, and I mentioned it in the interview, is just this, like, ability to remove, self-remove obstacles. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an incredibly powerful gift yeah. because it just keeps you moving forward. How about, How about you? you oh. oh, gosh. Okay, my turn. Um, I would say <laughs> that there was no no barrier too big for her and it's it's something to to just kind of you know look for (laughs) it's like i i was very much inspired by just don't let the barriers stop you yeah Yeah. and i about you i think she represents where rotary is going too i know we talk about a lot of things but overarching that's that was the big thing as i was thinking about it was this is the this is where rotary is going this Mm -hmm. is what what we, why I think we like to be a part of Rotary yep. too, mm-hmm. is for somebody that sees it in a different way. And my, my other biggest takeaways, I'm looking forward to, you know, July to hear a little bit more on some of the details. I know we'll I have know. her back. Yeah, we should definitely have her back. So we just want to. Anything else, guys? You want to add? Yeah, I think I think the importance to the last little takeaway was just how rooted Rotary was for her being a transplant. Yeah. You know, in, in, in my business and mm-hmm. we hear it a lot from people. It's hard to get to know your community. Yes. Okay. If you move here, join Rotary. It sounds like yeah. it connects you to your community. I can attest to that. I think you can attest to that. Mm-hmm. She can attest to that. Yeah. Wow. So if you hadn't had a chance to listen to all of that interview, go back and hit replay. So we want to take, the moment to thank our listeners and i'm kelly kirk i'm joe kirk and i'm chad larson it's time to stop searching and start serving we'll see you next week